0: Coming up on Art Palace. It took me a while to figure out that that was an okay thing to do. Like, it was alright to just talk about myself and figure my own life out um, through my art.
1: to Art Palace, produced by Cincinnati Art Museum. This is your host, Russell Irig. Here at the Art Palace, we meet cool people and then talk to them about art. Today's cool person is artist Pam Kravitz.
0: okay, yes, we're going to talk smart right now.
1: No, we won't. Oh no, darn
0: it. I was all learning we, about my we, art history. So,
1: Oh, you, no, you no, practice. No. You're like, you're going to start with like the caves of Lascaux, uh, <laughs> like begin at the beginning. Like, Pam, we should, we, we should. <laughs> Just do art history one one <laughs> for people. They'll be so interested. Oh yeah. When, when was the last time you were here? I can't even remember. Actually,
0: I looked, I was, um, listening to your podcast again the other day and, uh, it was for the van.
1: here is Von Erpen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was almost two years ago, probably. Like and the- I was
0: super excited. I made the best of list.
1: Oh. I look. <laughs> mm. well, 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 that's yeah. good because when I need to do another one this year, we'll just go ahead and <laughs> just have you on there. For- <laughs> I've got yeah. got it in the bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird to, like, we've already done one episode, so I never know, like, how much to, like, introduce you Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, well, but, you know, maybe you should just let people know a little bit about yourself in case this is okay. the first time they're, they've ever okay. heard anything about you. Okay. So.
0: All right. Well, my name is Pam Kravitz, and I'm an artist and art educator in Cincinnati, born and raised, never left, love our city. Um, I... Make art about myself. And I think, um, I hate to quote Frida Kahlo because I'm sure she's quoted quite often. <laughs> but And I might even be lying. It might not even be her. And I could be making this up, which would be even more interesting. But she said, I make art about myself because I know myself best. And um it took me a while to figure out that that was an okay thing to do. Like, it was all right to just talk about myself and figure my own life out um, through my art. And um so I've been doing that since... Kindergarten. Kind of struggled in kindergarten with my ABCs and the teacher right away recognized I liked art in kindergarten and she gave me the easel all, all year long. I never learned my ABCs and the other kids <laughs> didn't like me so much, but I definitely started my art skills that early on. And, um, now I do crazy things like drive the Arnold's bathtub as a, as an art installation. Um, Arnold's is a restaurant in Cincinnati and they have a bathtub and I drive it in parades. I dress up, um, and do performance pieces and talk about art and art history and how it relates to us as humans and humankind. And I love it. So I think that's kind of me. Um, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you were saying you you did, before we started. You said you actually. The the bathtub was down this year for the Pride Parade, yeah. so you had, to, you had to hoof it. I had to
0: walk with the common folk. I'm um, not <laughs> used to that. I'm used to being in my tub and driving, you know. And, and um, you and do it,
1: make that tub feel regal.
0: I know. I feel like that too. And yeah. you know, and like we had this whole idea of doing like um, instead of George Washington crossing the Delaware, um, we were doing um, George Georgina and the washing. Tina's. Um, Mm -hmm. So we were all dressed very flamboyantly and chasing the Constitution. So, and of course, we had to, we we all did pass fifth grade uh, history. We know that that's not um, historically correct. (laughs) 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 But, you know, we figured it was the idea that was important that, you know, we need to you know, the constitution is for everyone and equalities for everyone. And that was our point. And, but it was pretty funny because, uh, the tub was broken and I was supposed to be, you know, George Ena oh, in the tub and my friends it. were, you know, paddling alongside. Gotcha. So basically they created a Uh, boat around me and just paddled me down. Um, But I did have a parade accident. I tweaked my knee, you know, whatever. Um, It goes with the ankle that I broke skydiving and my wrist hiking and now my knee in a parade accident. It was, you know, very traumatic.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) But I did it all for the art and all for the
1: people. That's good. Yeah. You you suffer for your art. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So we, um, we're actually, normally we were recording this part in either like a conference room or a gallery. Today's episode is a little different because we're in our Rosenthal education center and we're actually kind of sitting amidst your installation here. So I wanted to know a little bit more about, um, your process and coming up with this. And I was kind of curious, like when Alex and Emily approached you about doing this in the rec, what was sort of your first? thoughts? And how has that changed?
0: Oh, okay. Really great question. Um, first of all, totally overwhelmed and excited and, um, honored To be in this space. I love, um, I love what Alex and Emily are doing. It's so important and bringing art and making it accessible to everyone. I love that. And that's pretty much the mission of my own art. And the idea that it's no spectators, which is what I've been using in my artist statement for Years that my art is not a spectator sport. And it was sort of like this very easy um, connection between the Burning Man exhibition and the art that I like to create. And, but then it became incredibly overwhelming that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I came in the space a bunch of times with my husband, Craig. He helps me do everything. Yeah. And we're like measuring and looking and, you know, mm-hmm and, you know, and all this stuff. And and then I would leave and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. This space is gorgeous. Um, it's it's the first time they've had an artist in residence. It was like all of this pressure, um, which I think I think the persona that I show never shows that side. Hmm. It's, you know, it's always... Um, and I think it's really important to understand that as artists, we constantly are struggling and figuring things out and, um, you know, the world of social media and Facebook and Instagram doesn't necessarily show that, or I don't show that, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I had many sleepless nights trying to figure out how do I make this, um, a story that is important to me and honors Burning Man and honors the space and, um, the incredible Sensei Art Museum. So it's it's an evolu- it was an evolution and I think that honestly I don't I I would think maybe a month before we actually started the construction was when it all came together. Okay.
1: Yeah. What was the, was there like one part of it that was kind of the first thing that clicked for you or like the first part of this that you thought, "Okay, this is where the this direction This is where I'm going." Yeah.
0: Um I think the um the neon piece. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, I know. I um, I knew I wanted neon. I wanted glitter. I wanted uh, stuff that you're really not supposed to have at Burning
1: Man. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like uh, no glitter. I'm like, okay, I got to have some glitter. But I did put a resin on it so it won't go like anywhere. Stuff
1: you're not supposed to have at the at museum. At the real,
0: in the museum and the real Burning Man. Oh,
1: really? You're not allowed yeah. to have glitter
0: at Burning no, Man? No, 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 no. Why? Um, because it gets everywhere and it doesn't ever go away. But the- the place is full of dust.
1: <laughs> I guess that's why it's like, it's in the desert. Yeah, it does and, it. Right. It, you and you're supposed to leave no trace. trace right. That and, makes sense. Yeah. You know, okay, and, yeah okay, okay. and no,
0: and definitely not in the museum <laughs> either. Like, no glitter.
1: Right. Okay, okay. It makes more sense now when I think about the impossibility uh, yeah, right. of cleaning glitter, glitter in up, the desert. Right. Okay, you makes know, sense. Right,
0: and, um, but I love it. So I, um, I figured a way to make it so it wasn't going to get all over the museum. And so I, I, when I saw, uh, Uh, My friend Colleen's child's room, she had the quote, though she be tiny, she be fierce. And um, I believe it's Shakespeare. I could be making that up too. (laughs) I like to make up my own reality. But I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I want this to be about.
1: I feel like that sounds like from Midsummer Night's Dream, right? I
0: think that's what (laughs) it's from. from
1: Like Hermia or which one of of the ladies is really tiny and they make a big deal about her being short short, all the time. Well, that's
0: me. So I think once I realized that that was like the, that was what this space is built around in a way that, you know, the tiny little humans that come into the rec center, the rec area to make art and learn about art and talk about art, um, are fierce. And, um, and I also, the title, so it first started with that and then it started with the title and the idea of radical self-expression. Um, the title is Ace Ramon, Mr. Doodle Boy, the peanut and you, and in the Playa, you get a playa name, okay. and so in and in life we get nicknames, and sometimes they really speak to us or speak about us, and sometimes we fight really hard not to be that nickname. So Ace Ramon is my grandson, and Max is my and Mr. Doodle Boy is my son Max, who's 25, and then me, I'm the Peanut, which I always hated, and you, you come be part of this. So those were the two major things that started to build the story I wanted to tell.
1: So how did the, uh, where did the idea for the video component of this also start with the Pam TV, uh, over here?
0: Uh, okay. So a couple things with that, we wanted, um, we wanted to make sure that the space was accessible to people of all abilities and ages. And so there's places where you jump and you can be, and you can drum and you can all these other things. And, um, and I wanted to make it for, you know, children that couldn't read yet or children that couldn't hear. So, um, my friend Jacqueline Wood, who's the mini micro cinema, she was the filmmaker for it. Okay. And we worked together for CAC TV. Mm-hmm. We did it on their 75th anniversary. We did a live television show that was, um, super silly. Like we had, um, Frida Kahlo on the Wheel of Death, which is that thing that you spin around, you know, and throw darts at. Right, right. Um, <laughs> And then we had, like, Vincent Van Gogh come back to, you know, to life to be interviewed by my um, marionette puppet, Jingle Bell Yosemite. Um, We had roller derby girls that were um, body painted like Roy Lichtenstein paintings. Okay. So it was like, so it all started there. And then we did a piece at the Art of Food once, um, um, a cooking show with Pam TV. Mm -hmm. And then um, it just seemed to fit perfectly. I kind of fell in love with Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, yeah. And I met. DJ Lance. Really? I know. I, and I was so enamored and I'm very much, um, I love popular culture and I, and I love kids television and cartoons. And so I kind of really wanted to get that same educational, um, embracing, learning feeling in a very playful silly Mm -hmm. way and i loved um you know i loved bringing in my friends like um tessa clark from project runway to talk about fashion and um ben sloan to talk about drumming and my friend um heather Britt to talk about dance all forms of expression and this whole space is about what it what i what i say in the artist statement is you know This all comes to life because you're here. And um, the way you express yourself in this space is up to you. I'm giving you lots of possibilities. The beautiful costumes that Carla Lamb made. um, You know, I'm giving uh, Scotty um, Bellissimo made these gorgeous... The, you know, um, walls and, um, Teresa Kramer, these incredible carpets to sit on. Um, and Celine Hawkins made these and, um, Jared made the, um, the head pieces that you stick your head in. Um, you know, I made a little maquette, which is a tiny, teeny, like bite-sized little piece of art and they made it, you know, larger than life. So like bringing in, um, all of these ways of expressing yourself, expressing yourself and then the TV show, Pam TV is kind of like the catalyst of that. It's like, watch the TV you know, follow some of the things, do what it says, don't do what it says. It's okay. Um I love to see pictures of kids watching it and, you know, reacting to it and doing it. And um, um so that's where it all came from.
1: Maybe it's part of it is just like the necessity of how one takes on a project like this, but you seem pretty comfortable with inviting other artists in to do a lot of these things, you know? Um, and, it's I was thinking when you're saying this it's almost like a studio like a movie studio or like you're the Walt Disney of this <laughs> operation but you've got a lot of different artists working all sort of in your style like yeah. they all it all feels like you and, right. and you know like I I know what Scotty's work looks like and it doesn't really look, look like, like those that walls. <laughs> you know so he's clearly like working in the style of right. Pam Right So it's just really interesting like uh, do you have any trouble sort of how like how much control do you give over in that situation?
0: really good um, a question. I love working collaboratively mm-hmm. and I love giving artists a voice mm-hmm. and, um, this piece definitely there were, um, I mean, obviously the palette, oy, could it get any more obnoxiously bright and colorful, right. which doesn't speak to any of most of the artists that I'm working with, you know? So it's yeah. really funny. Um, I, uh, okay. So there's an overall feeling in the drawing. Um, pretty pretty simple sketch I'm I'm not the kind of artist that has a sketchbook and is very thoughtful about that Um, it just sort of comes together and I draw this very um, childlike sketch and I show it to Scotty and I'm like okay I want these walls and I want holes in them and I want them to kids to go in and out of them and I want them to be whimsical and so he took those sketches and he said well I think like your angles here would be better if you did this and you're so he used his expertise to make it um more fluid and smart and safe safety's huge issue you know with kids working and I think that he um really embraced the challenge of trying to um you know embrace his inner Pam and and you know and make it uh fit the space and fit the the feeling and same thing with Celine and um Jared and um you know, I feel like I give a lot of freedom because I want the artist to be honored. And it's really important that everyone understands this is, this is me working with a big group of incredibly talented, brilliant artists that are, um, are, are helping me make my dream come true. And, um, so, and, you know, and my husband, Craig, the engineer, he's the one, the mastermind behind the whole thing. Yeah. He's the puppeteer, to be honest. He's the <laughs> one that is like... I'm like, hey, can we do this? Uh yeah. Uh you, you know, like with like I'm gonna make right. sure that whatever it all works. Um, yeah, so I feel like I feel like this this definitely is me um working with my friends. Sometimes it's me working very uh linearly with my friends, mm-hmm. my artists. Um this one's a little like definitely more heavy-handed in me. But I feel like that um it also gave my friends an opportunity to Kind of you know, be a little more playful, maybe, or
1: yeah you well, know. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm just always interested in that um, when I talk with people about projects like that, or, or actually to kind of connect it with the museum uh, collection, like we have the, our, our Nam June Peck uh, sculpture mm-hmm. of Powell Crosley Jr. yeah, and you know I was like talking with uh, Mark Patzfall, who used to work for the studio, the uh, Peck studio, yeah. and then also uh, Christian Schmidt. And it's just really crazy to hear them talk about these things because you realize like, oh, you built this. Like, right. You know, like, and as they're describing it, you realize like, Tom Peck was like in New York when this thing right. was happening. Right. And they were working on this. But at the same time, they didn't, the, to hear them talk, they don't really have a sense of like ownership of it and other yeah. than like, yeah, I worked on this thing. But it's like, they don't think of it as like, theirs, because, like, they wouldn't have made that, probably, you know? Um, So they're definitely, like, working in the style that of and like, and it really always makes me think of something like, you know, working for Disney or something, where you're just basically like, okay, well, this is the style, like, you would probably do your own thing, but, like, this is my job, I'm doing this now, and, you know, I feel like it's an interesting thing, like, a lot of people don't understand how... Like the idea of uh, an artist, like they feel like it has to come out of their hands sometimes directly to be their work. But I feel like we don't have necessarily the same trouble understanding in more collaborative mediums like film or something like how that works. Where like the film director is is it's their vision and everybody is kind of helping to make that happen.
0: That's interesting. Um uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I remember the first time I, I saw Yoko Ono piece. yeah Um, it was at the CAC, the old CAC. And someone said it was conceptual art. I really didn't understand. Or maybe uh-huh. it was a Carl Soloway's on fourth street. Might've been the first place okay. I saw Yoko Ono's work. Um, and I, first of all, I didn't know she was a visual artist. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you <laughs> just knew her from John.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, <laughs> the, her, Music, I guess, or, you know, whatever you want to call that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not judgmental uh, Not at
0: all. (laughs) I didn't mean to sound judgmental, but the, (laughs) uh, you know, performative part. Sure, sure, Um, sure. And uh, and somebody said, well, she actually didn't make any of that. I'm like, well, how do you be an artist and not actually make any of it? And I was younger. Right. And um, it took me a really long time, you know, to understand that, oh, lots of artists, work like that or have an idea or, you know, or work with a team or, you know, Andy Warhol factory ish or, yeah. um, that kind of a thing. And, um, I hope it's that much fun what it looks like when, you know, <laughs> when artists work with me, I hope. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm working on a piece for Blink now okay, and it will be working in that same way. Like, I came up with a sketch and a design idea, and then how is it actually going to be fabricated with this team of brilliant artist friends? Same thing. Um, I, I want to give them more freedom on that because it's going to be a fun house. And oh, wow. so there's lots of places for, um, an own artist's interpretation. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think of it incredibly co- collaboratively. Yeah. Like, none of this could have happened without those artists there's a joyfulness to it. I hope, I hope. And, and I love, like, I love when they invite me to their studios and they're like, Hey, come and look at this. Is this what you're thinking? And sometimes it's not sometimes <laughs> like, well, no, that's actually not anything like I was thinking, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I love that you took what was in my head and reinterpreted it and made it even better. Yeah. So, and, and, um, I think what I'm very good about is letting go. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And saying, okay, you have something here. I asked you to be part of this because of your your creativity and your craft and ability. So I need to also listen to you Mm -hmm. and not just dictate. So I hope I'm I hope I do that when I work with people.
1: Where did um (laughs) where did the the sort of I think when you first come in the space the first thing you notice are these giant heads. The giant heads. So tell us a little bit about where those came from (laughs) and what you were thinking when you when you came up with these.
0: I did these um paper dolls, which actually Alex did a great job of making. They're one of the stations. It's called Pam's paper dolls. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here We're right sitting now, right next to them, yeah. <laughs> with a million little Pam dolls. Actually, one has an Abraham Lincoln head on it, which I noticed is that today. a little unusual, <laughs> um, and I love it. But I started these dolls um in this drawing style a while ago, and um my puppet that I made in Prague, Jingle Bell Yosemite, she's kind of based on the same. Uh, face. I also like the idea that I wanted the place to be inclusive and not, um, um, not human in more animal like, Okay. but, and I don't th- I think this is a word I'm making up too. Is <laughs> anamorphic a word? What is it when you make an animal? And anamorphic a human- is
1: a word, but I don't think it means what you mean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's it called when you put an animal anthropomorphic anthropomorphic like is where well like anthropomorphic is is like like if i gave this cup yeah arms and legs it would be anthropomorphic okay. it's like becoming human that's what i like okay okay <laughs> something not human sort of becoming, becoming human. human okay yeah yeah
0: and i love doing that with animals and um so that's where these heads started they're, they're the drawings of the way i draw faces even my own face when i'm drawing mm. and then i wanted them to be animal like and um Just, um, and I wanted, what I want this space to be is a space where a kid, an adult person comes in and becomes something else Mm. or becomes more of their own self. So these, um, big, huge heads, which are actually the three of us, they're Ace Ramon, um, Mr. Doodle Boy and the peanut, And so you come in and you maybe put on the costumes that Carla made and you put your head in there and then you become something else. And the idea that you can put your head through that little space in there um, still shows it's you. And and that was a that was a really um, interesting thought that originally I was going to have them totally closed off and you just Mm. stuck your head in it. And you just see your body. And then my friend Jacqueline is like, well, but then you don't really get the feeling of the child inside. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. And so
0: that was the decision to open the mouth up so the little face could come through. Yeah. And um, the, the, so that was the idea behind that. Like, I want you to become Ace Ramon mm-hmm. or become you inside this crazy head. You could, you could do either way that you want to express yourself
1: nice nice yeah. I like that idea because it's like not only I think you're trying to create an environment that is like transports you you know yeah. like you walk in and it's like oh I'm somewhere else yeah you know I feel like I am entering into somewhere special yes um, and you know you're doing that kind of both just with like the 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 walls that you described that Scotty built and, and the, even just the, the different color on the wall sort of right. puts it, it I mean it's very theatrical like yeah. when you come yeah, in yeah. and you see the, the staging of it. Like yeah. it, it's like okay, I'm walking into another world basically, right. and so then it's interesting that you, you can you think about it also as like I'm becoming somebody else too in this other world.
0: Yeah. Oh, you say it way better than I
1: do. Uh, oh, well, we thank should, you. We should mm-hmm. write that down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad I'm, I got it right. <laughs> you totally got it right. That...
0: I won art. Yay! You won. <laughs> Yay! You get the Pam doll with the Abraham Lincoln head. Yay! <laughs>
1: So uh, tell me uh, a little bit, too, about... You You, you mentioned it briefly about the dress-up clothing, yeah. too. Um, so just talk a little bit about that aspect of it, too.
0: Okay, so... When you come in the space and, um, it's, it's, you, you come in, let's say you just were at the pool or mm-hmm. you were just, you as a kid or, um, you know, and you just got your street clothes on, which are cool. And you walk into this incredibly vibrant, crazy space. And to totally transform yourself into the space, there's a wall of clothes that you can then put on and almost become a character within the the space because of the clothing. It's perfectly cool if you just want to wear your pool clothes or your your soccer uniform or whatever. I love that too. But I also like the idea of giving you um, a costume change if Mm. you want it. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I present myself. I, um, whenever I do a presentation or a talk, I become this other person and it's still me, but it's me dressed up. It's me with a huge headdress on that Stacey Vest or, um, Teresa Kramer made. It's, um, it's, so it's like, I wanted to give, uh, the child, that opportunity as well. And I think when you dress up, what I found out, like I used to be the mascot for UC. Did you know that? I did. We
1: talked we about, talked it about last, that last yeah, time. I was going to say, like, I, I was actually about to bring it up because I was thinking about, about it. I was like, Oh yeah, you were the mascot. Yeah, like we yeah. were talking about the, because the, these heads are very mascot-y. Mascot-y. Yeah, And then we
0: made those mascots. Yeah. We made those two uh, mascots for the piece as well. Um, so, but the idea that when you dress up and you change your clothes that are your own, or you put a headpiece on or you put a, you know, whatever, uh, a hat on, you can then transform yourself and be something else and express yourself differently or it it gives you, like, you... It gives you a license to be a little crazier.
1: A lot of times, the mask helps you be more you. Yeah. Too. Oh, true. So true. it's like there's the safety of the mask, right? Which helps you actually be maybe the more true version of yourself.
0: Yeah. Because
1: there's like a layer of safety there too. Yeah, you're right. You're giving kids the chance to put on these things, and and there is something about like. You might be afraid to walk. You would. You would probably be af- like a lot of kids would probably be afraid to walk out the front door wearing that, right? Right.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So this is like a safe place where you get to wear this thing yeah. and it's okay. Right. 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 Like, so you're setting up the rules and almost the space itself is setting up the rules of like, no, I'm not out of place
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> when I'm dressed like this yeah. here because this is what the space looks like. And so it's, it's like, again, it's a safe place to try on these things and right. to try on these different ideas and, and like kind of look at yourself in an interesting yeah. way. No,
0: absolutely. I feel most comfortable talking in front of people when I create this larger than life persona and, you know, express myself through my costuming and my dresses and my headpieces same thing. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's like, well, now I'm this other thing and it's a safer it's a safer reality than just Pam Kravitz standing up there and talking.
1: Yeah, yeah, like if if you, you know if if I you probably would not feel nearly as comfortable, and nobody would doing it in their pajamas, right? Right,
0: like. right, right. <laughs> well,
1: especially mine, not so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah
1: that kind of outfit, you know, when you're saying like you, you feel the need to like put that on. It's also though, like it signifies to your audience that like something special is going to happen right now too. So you're, you're you're setting up a little bit of an expectation for them as well that like, Oh, I should pay attention. Right. Like something good's going to happen here because somebody is sort of dressed a little differently than they would. So anytime, you know, you can do this all the time, like in, if I if I was to walk into our summer camp today wearing a cape or yeah, something You know. I c I could command a lot more attention than yeah. I might normally because at least for a few minutes they would be intrigued by like what's the what's, this what's, gonna, what's,
0: going, on? what's going on right with the cape, Something's right? a little different here, yeah. yeah yeah, yeah well, I could whip you up one actually my mom and my sister, <laughs> they could whip you up one. They did a lot of the sewing
1: g- <laughs> I feel like I've brought up needing a cape at work multiple times, but mostly just because I'm usually cold. Oh okay. and I just <laughs> like the idea of, of being a person who wears a cape but like <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of, you know. No, yeah, no, no. yeah. Anyway. Well, Pam, is there anything else you wanted to tell us about uh, the installation or the space here?
0: Um, well, I, yeah, I think I just would like to say that um, everyone is welcome mm-hmm. and the way you want to express yourself is um, kind of a beautiful thing. And I love to see it when um, my friends show me pictures and um, I see the art that, the kids are making when I walk in here. And I think it's really important that we see the beauty of art and art making and how powerful it is um, to our own little souls and our own psyche. And I'm so honored and excited that I get to be part of this beautiful space and give that opportunity to kids and adults and, um, and watch the magic happen. So yeah, I think that's it. Oh, you know what though? Don't you think people should come in and they should um, um, meet Pika Pamachu and um, Pokey Pam? <laughs> <laughs> the two-
1: <laughs> they should. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I think they're they're, they're uh, they don't have a regular schedule. I know. Exactly we'll have to so. figure that out. So I- it's a little hard <laughs> to maybe tell them when they can catch uh, a sneak at the pamachu and uh, what was the other Pokey one? Pokey Pam and.
0: Pika! I don't even know. It's it's basically I bought two costumes that are a Pikachu and um another Pokemon. So we just decided everything should have Pam in it. Okay, and um yeah, and uh just my friends and my mom, uh, Rini, and my sister Andrea. They like helped, and my my friend Nancy from school. They all helped make this these costumes, and Carla Lamb beautifully made these costumes. So they're so silly and they're so yeah. um. I don't know. But yeah, so you should come. You just you should come a lot because you never know when new things will happen I, here.
1: I like that they look like they were – you can kind of tell like this used to be something Right. I know. I know. It's like we, been transformed. we tried to like
0: really hide that and then we're like, okay, forget it. I mean there's <laughs> but no it's way. It's like
1: sort of the funniest. <laughs> I think that's what makes them really funny to me is that you can see the sort of structure underneath and you can tell it's this thing that's like – almost been like defaced. You yeah. Know? Like, right. And that's so, sort of funny. Of, yeah. Of, it's like opening your high school textbook and somebody's like, you know, drawn a goatee on George Washington. Right. Right. Or, right. You know, to right. That's exactly. Do You've drawn a <laughs> goatee on the Mona Lisa or, you know, like it's, it's so there's just something inherently funny about seeing something that's been kind of like messed with. Right. So, I mean, and obviously you the, know that cause you, you're keeping the like a chew in there. Uh, yeah, so yeah. like, <laughs> like, to reference that this used to be a Pokemon <laughs> is pretty. Right. It's oh, pretty thanks. funny. I Yay. think it's funny. That's part, it's one of my favorite parts about it is that you can still tell what it was, <laughs> but it's 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 a little bit like, huh, huh is that, yeah. that's not right. Like something yeah, something's, something's going not on not there. right here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being my guest a second time, Pam. Oh,
0: uh, Russell, thanks for having me. I love it. I mm-hmm. love talking to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to Art Palace. We hope you'll be inspired to come visit the Cincinnati Art Museum and have your own conversations about the art. General admission to the museum is always free, and we also offer free parking. Special exhibitions on view right now are Kimono, Refashioning Contemporary Style, and No Spectators, The Art of Burning Man. Join us for an artist workshop on ceramics on July 20th at 1 p.m. led by an artist from Visionaries and Voices. This workshop is open to ages 6 and up, and children under 12 must be accompanied by an adult who is also registered. For program reservations and more information, visit CincinnatiArtMuseum.org. You can follow the museum on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and also join our Art Palace Facebook group. Our theme song is Ofron Musical" by Bacalao. If you enjoy our show, why not leave us a nice review or rating? Or you can also take the survey, which helps us learn more about our listeners at CincinnatiArtMuseum.org slash podcast. I'm Russell Eyrig, and this has been Art Palace, produced by the Cincinnati Art Museum.